One, two, three. Clap for the Lord. Amen. Let's all be seated in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah is the highest praise. And so we thank God that we're able to give him that highest praise. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's pray before we get into the word. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for blessing us to be here this morning. Thank you for giving us yet another opportunity to sit at your feet and to receive fresh rhema from heaven. I bind the work of the devil right now in the name of Jesus, that there be no distractions, but that your word would go forth and accomplish that which you sent it to. We thank you, Lord, and we surrender to the power of the Holy Ghost now in Jesus' name. Amen. Church said amen. Praise God. All right. Look at your name. Say, get your Bible out. Amen. Okay, so everything is according to the word. Now, we got these opportunities now. We're living in a, a wonderful time. Technology, things like that. Uh, I know a lot of us around here, we use that Bible app. Amen. That Bible app, is that's a good thing. Amen. And it'll help you. Amen. So just make sure you have uh, uh, access to the word. Amen. Because, you know, um, that's what's going to make the changes for you. So like this is the way you start out with your Christianity. You start out by really knowing you need some help. You know what I mean? You, you, you get most people that uh, some people say, well, you know, I grew up in a church where well, every time I talk to them, people, I say, well, when did you get saved as an adult? I say, oh, well, no, I just well, we need to get you saved as an adult. Amen. Because you only went to church as a kid because they made you. But when you do this on your own, now you get the experiences. So it starts out. By you needing this help. And then from there, you want to learn and grow because you want to say, okay, well, what am I supposed to do? Well, the Bible has our answers. And so we're to build our lives according to the truth. Um, So um, I preached this uh, message last week. I was talking about faith for your next level. You guys remember that? If you missed it, it's still online. But faith for your next level. So you got to believe that God's taking you up, that God always has growth for his people. He always has another level. He wants us to get better. Amen. Come on. Look at your name and say, I'm doing pretty good right now. But then look back at him and say, but I'm still getting better. Man, what is that? Listen, if you're not in heaven, you're supposed to be advancing. This is, this is now, this is not no, uh, uh, motivational speech or nothing. This is the Bible. Jesus has been teaching this the whole time. He says in John 10, 10, the thief comes not but for to steal, to kill and to destroy. But I am come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. And so that more abundant life is something that is for you. But you got to be one that believes that God has that in store for you. And so, um, I want you to, uh, you know, then God starts giving us instruction. So it it, it doesn't make any sense to tell somebody to do something without giving them the help they need or the instruction or the guidance. You know what I mean? Uh, You guys ever bought some, especially if you buy it online today and you get stuff and and you're like, oh, man, I know it had that many pieces. Amen. I I just just," because now they, they send it to you and they don't assemble anything. And my kids, they've, you know, I'm glad they're grown now, but, you know, they, they've seen me put together everything. And so there's a lot of effort involved. Well, it's good to have some instructions. Well, God gives us instructions in his word so that we can go through and accomplish what we need to accomplish. And so I'm going to preach this message this morning entitled Speaking Your Way Up. Speaking Your Way Up. Now, I give you a lot of examples in this church. I tell you testimonies of things that God has done for me. But the reason we do that is so that you know it's real, that it's not fairy tale. This is not anything, you know, that I'm just, you know, just saying. And so we hear a lot of things said, but sometimes we don't pay attention to the true meaning and we don't take it in a way where we say, "Okay, I'm going to apply that to my life. And so speaking your way up. So if you have another level that you're going to, I said, you got to have faith to get there. But then now God starts to tell you things where he's going to help you. So speaking your way up. So speak your way up. Everything starts with a word. Look at your name and say, your words matter. Your words matter. Amen. 
Okay. This is one of the greatest tricks of the enemy. He wants you to be loose with your words. He wants you to be careless with your words. But your words are valuable. And just like you wouldn't be careless with your money. See, some people, they, you know, they learn as they grow. They don't just waste money on everything. They realize, okay, there's a value to that. Well, your words have even greater value than your money. Now, how many of you, now this is not to condemn you or nothing, but how many of you have said some stuff and then later on you had to go apologize for what you said? Oh, I can't get amen right there. Because you didn't really mean that and then you all of a sudden you saw how what you said affected someone. Come on. And so you apologize for that. But oftentimes people don't pay attention to how their words affect them. Come on. See, I could say something to you and you be upset by it. And then I could say, well, I'm going to apologize for saying that because I, I didn't want to really. Oh, man, I shouldn't have said that. But how many times do we apologize for the things that we've said, even regarding ourselves? And so we just say those things and we just let those words go out there. And then those words are creating a destiny that we don't want. And so we've got to understand what the word says. So go to Proverbs 18, 20 and 21. Always go through a lot of scriptures, but we always have them on the board. And so just, you know, make sure you acknowledge that is there. It says a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. Stop right there. A man's belly shall be satisfied with what? Okay, so if you say a bunch of stuff about me, that don't affect my harvest. I don't like Pastor Troy, and that don't affect my harvest. But it's what I say that's going to matter. So a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. And so what you say and then keep saying, amen. So some people speak good sometimes, but then other times they revert back to saying the wrong thing. Well, it's what you keep saying. Come on, somebody. You can't just say I'm blessed and highly favored of the Lord on Sunday, but then on Tuesday, you know, man, I'm just so frustrated. These people getting on my last nerve and I'm just, man, I can't. What you keep saying, come on, is affecting you more than anyone else. And so a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Verse 21, death and life are in the power of what? No, death and life are in the power of God. Is that what that says? No, no, it's up to God. And it's, yeah, but see, you got to understand God gave you a free will. God's not, he didn't make us robots. It would be a lot easier if he made us robots. Because if we, he made us robots, we could just do what's right all the time. But he gave us a free will. And so we have something to say about it. And so death and life are in the power of the tongue. Well, you could speak some bold things and those things will manifest for you. And we're going to talk about it today, but you got to really believe it. But death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. And so if death and life are in the power of the tongue, what do you want to be releasing from your mouth? You want to release death or you want to release life? life. What do you think is better? Okay, so it's not in the power of your neighbor's tongue. See, it's in the power of my tongue. Amen. And so I've got to be the one that becomes aware of what I'm saying out of my own mouth and be made aware of how that is affecting my own life. Because what happens is you end up walking into your words. And that's why over here at this church, we never speak stuff we don't want. You guys never hear me get up here complaining about stuff. I'm always speaking what I want. And so you've seen this happen. You've seen us speak things and you've seen those things that we spoke come to pass. And that's what we're going to continue to do because that's what the Bible says. Now go to 2 Corinthians 4.13. 2 Corinthians 4.13. So he says here, 
we having the same spirit of faith. So is that spirit of faith? That's you believe. Amen. Amen. Now, have you ever met some Christians that believe, but maybe they don't believe like you? Now, we're not trying, we're not a cult or anything. It's just people have different levels of stuff that they do. I've met some people that are Christians. They believe in Jesus, but they speak like the world. But that's not what God wants for us. He wants us to step up because why? Death and life are in the power of the tongue. I'm going to show you this connection. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. I want, I want to help you understand this thing, uh, the power of your mouth. Your mouth was never intended to operate according to your mind. And this is why we growing up and stuff and they say, you better watch your mouth. Yeah, we learn to watch it while we're around you. But when we're not around you, some other stuff is coming out because your mouth was never intended to follow your mind. Now, I got to teach you this. It's, it's your heart, but we'll show you. So we have in the same spirit of faith. So if I got faith in my mind, come on. Come on now. Some people have faith in their mind. They have faith in their mind when it comes to their them healed, being healed or whatever. Until they get around somebody that's sick. Or until they encounter a situation. They have faith in their mind. But faith in the mind doesn't always come out the mouth. And so, but if it's in the heart, then it's going to come out the mouth. So we have in the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed. And therefore, what? You guys see that? I believed and therefore I have spoken. And so what happens is what people believe eventually Comes out of their mouth. So if I want to know what a person believes, what do I have to do? Listen to them talk. Amen. Because there could be people that say, I believe the Lord and they believe the Lord on on Sunday and they talking all this talk. But then you hear them again. Now they talking about everything else. And it's a lot of fear coming out of their mouths and, you know, stuff like that. I mean, I met people that say they believe in healing, but they scared of sickness. But I thought you believed in healing. So if you believe in healing, God's got me. But, you know, I'm saying that COVID is crazy. Okay, but do God got you or not? I'm not saying you said God got you, but then you said, you know, I'm saying I I ain't giving no more hugs that, you know, that was amazing to me. I said, I'm just a hugger. I like to hug people. I'm saying I'm not trying to be. You know, I know when I first meet people, a lot of times, most of the time they do this. They just, you know, they give me the, the, the hint. And just let me know we got some distance. But after a while, they get comfortable. And some, you know, eventually I'll be able to get them to bring it in. But, but that's just the way I am. Well, I don't believe I'm going to just catch something from somebody. You know what I'm saying? Amen. Like we go on outreach. I'll be shaking hands and laying hands on people, praying for them. I don't even know what they've been doing with them hands, but I don't care. Because I'm not afraid of catching nothing. I'm on assignment. Come on. Either I believe God's got me or I don't. Well, I can't say I believe God's got me, but then I'm talking like he don't. See, some of you guys come around, you start coming around this church and then you start learning. Oh, man. Oh, they do it a little different. So I probably can't go up in there talking about my back is killing me. Because somebody going to get on me. But it's not for you to act right at church. It's for you to be transformed according to the truth. So if you believe, like, how many of y'all really believe your back is killing you? Nobody. But people have said it. But then you wouldn't want us to be doing your funeral. And we're up in there talking about, well... Uh, the back took him out. I said, what happened to him? His back, his back took him out, man. It took him out, and it was about midnight. Back took him out. Amen? Amen? Now, see, with God, he 
God don't make mistakes. God has a structure. He has a system and a kingdom that was flowing and functioning before we were ever created. But the world comes along and makes adjustments. And so now we start to learn habits that are not from God. But yet we're created in the image of God and we're supposed to act like him. But in the world, we start acting like based on what people say, what people have said, you know, and um, cliches that we've heard and, you know, things like that. And we start to put those things into play. And, you know, superstitions. Come on, y'all. Anybody uh, get these superstitions and, you know, don't sweep your foot. I remember my aunt had that whole thing. You sweep your foot, you got to spit on the broom. How I many know that ain't, you going to spit on the broom? That ain't no good. I said, man, and then what you going to get in trouble for spitting? <laughs> right? But it's just stuff that you don't know where this stuff came from. That's not what God intends. Amen. A lot of times people say stuff that they don't mean. Just like I said about the back thing. They don't really mean that. Come on, pastor. You know what I mean. But God is like, no, I don't. I don't know what you mean. I just heard what you said. And then guess what? Angels don't know what you mean and demons don't know what you mean. They just go by what you said. This is truth. And so you don't want to be saying stuff you don't mean. Amen. Amen. You don't you don't want to be, um, you know, putting yourself in a bad position based on what you're speaking. Come on now. And so he says, we have in the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believe and therefore I have spoken. We also believe and therefore we speak. And so what this means is we are going to speak what we believe. Well, pastor, I want to. Speak the word like you. Well, you're going to have to believe like me. Come on. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, I may have been considered somewhat of an extremist, but when I start to learn this stuff, I actually really meant it. I said, oh, that, that's what it says, God. Really? He said, yeah. Oh, that's it. I ain't speaking that stuff I was speaking. Because in my mind, I thought it could really show up. I thought this bad stuff could really show up. Well, if you start to understand, I'm going to speak what I believe. Now, this is not just trying to because you do progress in in the church. Amen. Or you you get saved or whatever and you progress. And so what do you do? Um, You know, you try not to cuss anymore. Anybody up in here? Come on. Some of y'all still cussing. You need to get delivered. Come on. Deliver them, Lord. Get a, get a hold of them. Bind their tongue in the name of no, I'm just saying. You mess around. See how to mess up your cussing life. You go try. You say, man. Ah, pastor messed up my cussing. <laughs> but look. You. This is not just about trying to not say the wrong thing. You know, that that's that's some progress. It's like, ooh. But the thing is, is what's going on in your heart? And, and see, what we got to learn is, like, where does this stuff come from? It's the core of my being. And so I believe and therefore I speak. And so if we understand it's not about trying not to say the wrong thing or, and here's another thing, it's not about learning church cliches. You guys ever, come on, we didn't have so many of these cliches, man, of people. You know, people know how to talk the blessed talk. Can I get an amen up there? Amen. You know, so uh, most of the time you ask somebody how they're doing, especially if it's a church. Oh, but, you know, God's been good. Come on. God's been good to me and I'm just, you know. But their spouse was the one hearing them complaining about everything. But when they talk to you, you know, God, the Lord, the Lord has been so faithful been so faithful to me but your spouse was like but you was just talking about all that come on I can't so you can't get to talking to the spouse because they're going to tell on you man they're going to spill the beans 
But, you know, it's, it's like your family. You know what I'm saying? Your family, you know, even pastors. Pastors know how to put on a good thing up here. But the family knows, like, hey, man, you talking all that, but, you know, you was, you was kind of coming down hard on us. I'm just saying. You, you know, it ain't talking about love. Pastor D talking about love. And sometimes we're like, well, I don't know if I was really experiencing no love. <laughs> right? But I'm trying to help you to understand something. This is not about trying to impress no one. It's not about trying to act and appear a certain way. Because God sees through everything anyway. This is about me learning. How does this work? Now, okay, if I know John 10.10, 10, if I know the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, that means he's coming. And so what do I want to learn? I want to learn how to back him off. Well, Jesus has come to give me life and give it to me more abundantly. Well, how does all this work? Because I don't want to just live a life and just be going around here wearing some Christian T-shirts and all that. But I got none of this Bible working for me. Come on. I, I believe in results. If I'm not getting results, I'm not trying to do it. Amen. Come on. How many of you guys... We'll be doing some working out that's not working for you. Some of you said, Pastor, well, I don't work out at all. But I mean, yeah, you know, that's easy for me. But, you know, remember things like remember that that shaky weight? You guys remember the shaky weight? Did you ever see the shaky weight commercial? I don't think the shaky weight was working. I'm just saying, I don't think that was getting. And then they always have people demonstrating these exercise machines and these dudes are ripped. And you're like, you did not get that. You did not get them guns shaking that shaky weight. <laughs> right? But you want to learn what works. Well, this book is filled with things that work. And if we apply them, we're going to see evidence. We're going to see, I've been telling you guys, you should expect to be doing better. Every single year of your life. After you got Jesus in your life, then everything should be going up for you in a good way. This is what this Bible is making available to us. And so it's not about just learning this Christian talk and doing all this type of stuff. This is talking about heart level belief. So heart level belief. I preached about that on Wednesday. When it's heart level belief, then it's not moved by circumstances. So when it's not heart level belief, you will believe in healing until you get sick. Come on. But when it's heart level belief, you're going to believe, period. Come on. You're going to believe that's what he said. That's what I believe. You know, and people will be saying, well, yeah, but, you know, you're struggling right now. Oh, no, you might think I'm struggling, but I'm believing. And I know God's about to turn this thing around. I feel like something's about to happen. It might happen right now. God is in the midst of my situation because it's heart level belief. Heart level belief will have you look at. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they looked at the fire. They said, we ain't scared of no fire. You going to throw us in the fire? Oh, well, it don't really matter to us because it's heart-level belief. Amen? I try to get you guys to have a heart-level belief on Psalm 91. Amen? In Psalm 91, I challenge you, memorize the whole, the whole scripture, but you start to understand, man, can't no evil stop me. And then you'll start to have a peace in you. You say, I, it doesn't matter where I go. God's protecting me. Whether you be in another country, you've been, come on, how many know, you don't have to know everything. You just need to know God. And you need to know that if I'm walking around up in here, I'm going to be kept safe. Somebody else, I don't know what they're going to do. But as for me, I'm protected. Amen. And I'm not going to be worried about this stuff. Now, if it's heart level belief, what am I talking about? I'm talking about this. Words that's going to come out of your mouth. I'm talking about you speaking your way up, but you want to have heart level belief because if you don't have heart level belief, you're going to try to jumpstart it. Come on, you're going to have to you're going to try to jumpstart it like a lawnmower and you're going to be trying to uh, trying to speak. Come on, y'all been there. That's it. This week I'm doing good. Come on, anybody. I'm going to do good this week, man. I believe in God. And I'm, I said, man, I should, I'm claiming my house, man. I'm going to get my house. And I'm gonna, and you step into that faith and you start doing good. But it don't last but about three days. Why? Because it's not heart level. 
Amen. See, you don't have to try to be like someone else. Like, I really believe I could go in a hospital with a bunch of sick people and not get sick. I believe if something tries to get on me, it's going to fall off and die. Come on. I've been in other countries. I've been then hugging on people that's dirty and sweaty and they probably got some disease. But I'm, I was too anointed to catch that. Oh, come on. Come on, somebody. I can't. I'm too anointed. Why? Because did how many of y'all uh, have a recall where Jesus caught whatever he prayed or he prayed for something to get off somebody and he caught it. He was too anointed for that. Amen. Now, you can't say. I'm going to do like Pastor Troy. Shoot. I'm going to go over there and hug that homeless person because I don't think I could catch it because Pastor Troy said, you can't be going on what I'm doing. Amen. Don't do that because you'll catch everything they got. <laughs> Amen. Amen. It's got to be you. What you be- See, I'm, I believe that. But you can't try to copy me. This has got to be real to you. And so if you believe it, See, and that's why, you know, I know I know that whole COVID and all this is a sensitive topic. You know, I, I like I said, I always had a lot of people that didn't like me, but I became an enemy when COVID hit. I was like that. He that pastors. We want to. We want to get him. You know what I'm saying? They this uh, pastor. I'm a little upset with you. And. But I didn't care. And then some of them know my background. I said, well, Pastor, Pastor seemed like he's kind of, yeah, he did say he'd been in a lot of fights, so we might want to leave him alone. <laughs> I always say, I still, I keep the shoulders loose. I'm just saying, they just, the shoulders stay loose, so don't, 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 get, the, don't get it confused. <laughs> but no, yeah, I'm saved and I'm, I've been blessed and helped. But, but what I'm saying is I was speaking against that thing, man, because I, I knew what the enemy was trying to do. He was trying to take people out. He was trying to really instill fear. And I was speaking against it. And I was, you know, going hard on it. And I was not accepting somebody just coming and saying, well, I think it's this. Don't say that. Don't say you think it's this. You don't know. You haven't been to the doctor. Cast it out. Get that thing off your body. Oh, you know, stuff like that. I mean, I've been speaking that stuff. I was speaking to people in the hospital, speaking, just speaking, speaking, speaking against it. Because I believed it couldn't touch me. And I believe that it didn't have a right to take anybody out. And I surely believe it wasn't going to take me out. And I decreed and established that it ain't touching my body. And guess what? It did not. I didn't get no shots. Come on. I said, oh, Pastor, now you're starting to, you know, you're starting to offend me now. I, that's what I like. I like offending people. I, that's what I, I get a kick out of that. Because I want to make you think. You know what I'm saying? I said, I don't, I, I'm not worried about it. I'm going to get some shot to help me. No, no, no. I, I believe this. I already believed Psalm 91 before this thing ever came out. So my point is, if you really believe it, then you're going to speak that way. So I never spoke. I might. No, ain't no might. It's impossible for me to get this. I'll see. Now, that's that could be offensive to some people, but you got to have your own confession. Don't be mad at mine. Amen. If I speak, well, I'll never be broke another day in my life. Don't be mad at me. You you speak what you going, you know what I'm saying? Come on. You say I ain't losing nothing. My money's going up daily in the name of Jesus. Ah, uh, see? And some people say, well, it just depends on who's elected. <laughs> what does that election have to do with the kingdom of God? Amen. Jesus said the government shall be upon his shoulders. I am in the kingdom of God. Do you understand? We are citizens of the kingdom of heaven and we have no limitations. And so what does that mean? Isaiah 55, he says, come and buy with no money. So what does that mean? I don't even have to have the money. I just have to have the blessing. Because if I got the blessing, 
The blessing is going to attract the money. Come on, somebody. The blessing is going to follow me anywhere I go. That's why Abraham told Lot, look, you could pick where you want to go. You pick the right, I'll pick the left. And what did Lot do? Lot picked what looked good. He picked the green and all, and that's where I want to go. Because Lot was a tag along. Lot wasn't even blessed. Abraham was blessed. And Abraham was blessed and he knew it. And so Abraham said, it don't matter where I go, because when I put my foot on it, it becomes the Garden of Eden. Because, listen, I'm walking in the blessing of the Lord. Amen. So this is going with me no matter where I go. If you believe that, if it's heart level belief, then what you see ain't going to change it. Circumstances won't affect you. And so you want to get this. You want to get to believe it enough. Now, how do I get there, Pastor? Well, you got to take you got to take in the promises. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10, 17. So you got to keep taking in promises. Don't take in news and don't take in all this stuff. Come on. Some of y'all, man. You're seeing that crazy stuff. Come on. There's some crazy stuff to be on like uh, TikTok and all that. You ever, what the, uh, people be scrolling. Because some of y'all don't, don't. I'm getting on y'all. You, you just be scrolling. Scrolling. And reading and scrolling and reading and getting scared and getting nervous. and re- You don't even know these people. But if you get this Bible and you start reading and taking it in, you're not going to get scared. You're not going to get nervous because the word of God is going to spring life up in you. You're going to become excited. You're going to be feel like, oh, man, you know, this is wow. This is the greatest time to be alive. See, right now is actually the greatest time to be alive. But people will try to deceive you and make you think everything's going wrong. We're about to enter into some bad times. No, when the world says bad times, God says good times. Watch my people shine through it all. That's how the glory of God is going to be seen. Because you're walking around and you're walking around in this favor. Now, you want this to be on a heart level because if it's on a heart level, it's going to start to come out of your mouth. Now, let me help you to understand something with God. Things don't change for you just because you are hoping for a change. You got to believe it. And then you're going to have to speak something out. You got to put words into the atmosphere because God created everything with words, right? In the beginning, God said, see that? And so he said, let there be light. So he pushed out words and those words are still creating. And so you've got to be one that's willing to push out words. How many of y'all want to be able to speak words of faith effortlessly? Come on. How many of y'all want to do that? Or how many of you guys just want to be quiet? You say, I just I just pass. I don't want to say nothing because I don't want to mess it up. The Holy Spirit is going to show you what to say. He's going to help you. And you'll be able to speak things and you're going to see things change. And God's going to move into your situations that look bad. And God will turn it around. And so Matthew, go to Matthew now. Matthew 12, 34. We'll look at the King James and the Amplified. But it says, oh, generation of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? So this is Jesus. This is Jesus reading them because he knows what's in their heart. So he's like, how are you going to, you know, you're evil. So how are you going to speak good things? But then he says, for out of the abundance of the heart, you guys see this? For out of the abundance of the heart, what? So how come it doesn't say out of the abundance of the mind? See, that's how people say stuff and they say, I didn't mean to say that. Because your heart took over your mind. And the enemy knows how to push you into some situations where you get upset. And I used to be really bad at this because I had a bad temper. And so I was one of those people that I could be quiet, but then when I let it go, man. And the cold thing about that, I would say some stuff, terrible stuff, and I meant it. And I would never apologize. Amen? Well, that was in my heart. Well, God had to clean up my heart so that I can get some new words. You see what I'm saying? So so that I wouldn't say things that are damaging and, you know, but you don't I don't 
want to be a person that says, well, I can't say that because I'm a pastor. No, I want to be, well, I can't say that because it's not in my heart. So there, it won't come out. Some of the things that I would say to people in the past, I, I could never say that today. Because it's not in there. Amen? And so, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So let's go to, um, yeah, let's look at this one. Yeah, an Amplified Classic. So it says, you offspring of vipers, how can you speak good things when you are evil? And wicked, he says, for out of the fullness. So, so let's get into these words out of the fullness. So what do you have in your heart? You don't want to have a little bit. Amen. You don't want to have a little bit of the word. Because what is in there in abundance is what's going to dominate. And so. Like I've seen God just radically transform my life. I just have to to say it's just amazing So I used to be, you know, when I was not saved, I was, you know, man, like I I say to this day, man, I corrupted my cousin, you know, probably because I was corrupted when I was young. But but my cousin under me, Pierre, I corrupted him. And I said, Lord, I shouldn't have did that. But, you know, God helped me. But my point is, when you have like an evil intent or just an evil way, that's just who you are. But then when God could change somebody, so let's say I always I, I laugh with you guys and I talk about speaking bad language and stuff. But I never said I'm, I'm not. That's it. I'm never going to cuss again. Never said it. But I used to cuss, you know, you know, you got some people that's good cussers and then some is amateurs. I was in a good cussing category. And I used to do that. And it was just like normal. But then. God got a hold of me and he brought change. So much that I could be around other people because some some folks, maybe it's not you guys, probably somebody online. But sometimes sometimes people can do good as long as their atmosphere is right. Come on. Come on. Some people get to, you know what I'm saying? That's why I like. People, most of the time, they don't like the pastor coming over to the barbecue. They don't want, it's a pastor. Man, you invited pastor? Oh, shoot. I don't know. Man. <laughs> because they're a little pressuring. You know, a little pressure right there. Say, oh, man, you know, I can't play dominoes like I would. What do you mean? You would? Like, what would you if you, well, you would have said something else? Don't get me wrong. I still play dominoes. Amen. But, you know. You can still have fun, but it's like everything changes about you. And so what happened is God made this radical change in me. And but it was not like, well, I better stay away from all these people that do this because I don't want them to influence me to do it. Well, if it's not in my heart, there's nothing they come on. Oh, God, if God delivers you, come on, somebody, let's say God delivers you from drinking. Listen, can't nobody make you drink nothing. It, I mean, it's not in your heart. You don't listen. You've been transforming. So, you know, God, I used to have people. They say they found out I'm saved. I carry the Bible and other stuff like that. This is even before a pastor. But I get around them and they start apologizing to me for cussing. I said, oh, I, mean, I didn't mean to say that. I said, man, I'm not your daddy. I mean, you, that, you, that's how you roll. Go ahead, do that. But you know, it's something when you could talk to someone who's speaking a language you used to speak, but then you could still communicate with them clearly without engaging in the same conversation. And then they see something different in you. And that's what we do. Our light is to shine. We don't hide it under a bushel. You don't get saved and just go hide off into a cave somewhere. Come on, somebody. Some of you got saved and nobody even knows you're saved. And then if they ever see you, they're like, you saved? What? There must be a God. <laughs> right? But this is supposed to be to where we're having an impact. Now, I'm not preaching this to make you feel bad. Like, maybe you're at a place where you say, man, pastor, you know, I still got some work to do. Well, praise God. At least you acknowledge it. See, where you're in a bad place is when you say, oh, no. 
I'm good. Don't be saying you good and you're not. Right. And, don't, and surely don't be like, well, see, because I have people, they, they was hating on me because they, I don't know, they didn't like my confidence or something. I said, well, you know, you just think you're, no, I don't think I know. And I'm trying to help you to learn who you are. Amen. And so what he is saying is it's going to be for out of the fullness, the overflow. So you guys know what overflow is? See, it's, it's an abundance. And so let's say you filled up a cup and you keep pouring. That thing just starts spilling over. It's just spilling over. It's like effortlessly coming out. For out of the fullness, the overflow, next verse, uh, next verse, okay, the superabundance, see that? The superabundance of what's in the heart, what? So what I have the most of in here comes out here. So some people have the most of what? I don't know, their accomplishments or what they know, their business. I don't know. They have the most of that. And so that's the most, you know, that's what comes out the most. Well, if you have mostly word in you, it always finds a way to come out. Always finds a way to come out. And so you want to get this to where it's in there and to where it's just in there in such a way that I don't have to worry about trying to turn on something. And so... This overflow, superabundance, this is effortless. It's an effortless flow like a river. And so go to John 7.38. John 7.38. So he says, uh, he that believes on me. See, we believe in Jesus. We're going to get the Holy Spirit. But he says, he that believes on me, as the scripture had said, out of his belly shall flow what? Rivers of water. If you've ever seen a river flow, it's just flowing. It's effortlessly. And so you want this life coming out. You want life coming out of you and you want it coming out effortlessly. You want this life coming out, just flowing and flowing like a river. And so he that believes. So when you believe now, we said this got to be heart level belief. Can't just be. okay. I'm just going to believe that. And but not really. It's got to be heart level belief. And so. When you speak what you believe, now this is coming out of the heart. When you speak what you believe, there's a creative force attached to your words. Amen? Amen. There's a creative force that's attached to your words that causes what you spoke to come to pass. So I've actually spoken things because I really believed it, and it happened just like I spoke it. Amen? And so what happens is you end up walking into your words. You know, we've we've done a lot of things. We've we've spoke about the next house we wanted. We spoke all this type of stuff. And and sometimes you sit back and say, oh, I'm I'm in what I spoke. Now, this is not about trying to treat God like he's some genie or nothing. This is about applying biblical principles. It's about applying, you know, the things that are in the truth and then now speaking them with confidence. And so you want to be in that place where I believe it enough. And now it's flowing. It's flowing like a river. It's just coming out and it's coming out effortlessly. Well, when it comes out like that, it has a creative force. And so now here's the other side. There are people that had bad things spoken over them. You're just like your daddy. Come on, y'all, you don't want me to get into this. So you're just like your daddy. No good. Daddy was no good. You ain't no good. And if nobody goes in there and corrects those words, those words are hovering over that child. And so that child ends up growing up acting just like the daddy that didn't even raise him. What kind of sense is that? I'm walking and talking like you and you didn't even raise me. Why? Because somebody spoke it. They put a word over that kid. And now that kid's been under that cloud and that cloud has been directing. Come on, somebody. That cloud has been directing and people don't pay attention. This stuff happens. You'll start walking in the same footsteps. Same footsteps. You know, and there's some things that will be passed down genetically, but there's some stuff that happens in the spirit. 
And so, you know, like my dad had a temper, I found out. Hmm, wonder where I got mine from. See what I'm saying? My dad was, you know, uh, promiscuous and, you know, trying to be with all the ladies and all that. Wonder where I got that from. You see what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Is it okay to take the Bible and say, okay, pastors, let's break it down. Let me see some real life stuff. See, that's the problem. People don't even believe this stuff. But I'm telling you, this stuff, you could see it. So let me, let me tell you this. I didn't grow up raised by my dad. My mom and dad weren't married. I didn't, I didn't know nothing about that. But how is it that now I'm a man and I've been married for 28 years and all my kids, I raised them up in the ways of the truth. Amen. Who can do that? Nobody taught me how to be a man. But yet, come on, somebody. God came in and intervened. But, but had he not, then I would have been walking I remember when I went to see my dad and we out there walking and they were behind us and said, man, you guys walk just alike. But I would have been walking just like him in the spirit, too. Amen. But God gave me a chance to choose another path. And so it's never too late, but it's about the choice that you make. But if you don't make it, these kids, man, they're just and it all started somewhere. Back in there with a word. And I talked to my dad one time, and now I've tried to minister to him since I've been older and stuff, but I found out he had some hardships, some hard times with his dad. And so there's some stuff. Now, for me, I chose deliverance through Jesus. For him, he chose to keep running from it. But so look at how God could change that. So you could get that change happen in your life and then now you could pass it down. And so now I could pass it into my son and he could pass it into his son and it can we have a new trajectory now. But what is that all about? It's just a choice. But everything started with the word. Now, how can I expect even my son to turn out right? You know why? Because of the words I spoke over him. Come on, somebody. Oh, so even when maybe, you know, because kids sometimes they, they don't always do right. But if you got a word, come on. So I can't. Yeah, man, I, I'd be at the wrong church. If you got a word, you said, no, no, I put the word out over that boy. Come on, somebody. I didn't put the word over that. So he can't outrun that word I spoke over him in the name of Jesus. He ain't going to be able to be how he might have wanted to be because I put the word out over him. And that word is that cloud. That word is governing his life. And so my son didn't have no choice. And you going to serve the Lord. Y'all, this is what happens, man. And you're raising them up. Now, you got to give them exampleship. I gave him exampleship. Just like Pastor D said, I can't tell my sons how they supposed to love their wife. I got to show them. Well, I showed them. But I put that word out there and then the enemy comes along and say, I don't know if that worked. No, it worked because it's like pouring oil out of a bottle. You can't get that oil back. That oil is poured. Amen. And now he's walking to this day in the words I spoke over him when he was little. Amen. Amen. But now you won't speak it like that if you don't believe it. So if you don't believe it yourself, you won't speak it out of your mouth. But if you believe it, then you could speak it and the creative force will be attached to it and things start to be created. And so Job twenty two twenty eight, he says, thou shalt decree a thing and it shall be established unto thee. But the Amplified Classic says you shall also decide and decree. So you got to decide how many of you deciding today that you're going to live a better life. Come on, somebody. How many of y'all deciding today that things are not going the wrong way for you? Come on, don't don't be speaking this stuff, man. I'm getting old. Well, how old are you? And what you going to do about it? So you're getting old, okay. What, you want me to get you a wheelchair? 
you need to start speaking. Uh-uh. My youth is renewed like the eagles. Amen. I'm man. Shoot. I'm just as strong as I've ever been. I'm healthy. My health is good. Come on, somebody. I'm doing well. Come on. You need to be able to speak these things about yourself. But you got to believe it. And the enemy is going to always give you a reason to not believe. As soon as you say, oh, my God shall supply all of my needs. He's going to try to give you a reason to doubt God in the area of your finances. You already know God's going to come through for you. Amen. You already know he's going to do it. You've seen him do it too many times. But the enemy is trying his best to get you to doubt so that you could speak something else out of your mouth. And then people start saying, well, I sure hope this don't happen. Ah, that's the wrong way to live. Don't live in that, I hope this don't happen. No, speak what you want and expect what you have spoken. Oh, no, this is going to work out fine for me. Amen. You know, my wife, she went to Hawaii, right? Her cousin, I told you guys, cousin, blessed her with this trip. Her older cousin has been like a spiritual mentor to her. And so she got to be blessed and go out there. You think I was at home talking about, Lord, I hope. I sure hope you bring her, you, you bring her back home safely because I'm just saying, I'm just hoping, Lord, because you know, I love my wife. I said, no, no, she's going to be back. And the plane's going to be on time in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, so I ain't no hoping. Hallelujah. What am I going to be up in there hoping? I sure hope she's kept safe. No. She's going to be fine over there, and she's going to be back. And it's going to happen just like you speak it. Amen. But you got to have that confidence. You can't be doubting. See, my son and Got my grandson now out there in Ohio. You think I'm worried about them? Like, oh, I sure hope, I sure hope they're gonna be okay in Ohio. No, they're gonna be fine. They got the blessing on them. That blessing is working no matter what state they're in. Come on, somebody. And I'm not hoping for it. I know it. And I speak it, and I I speak it out, and I establish it. And see, this is the kind of stuff, man. This is where you got to get to where you have confidence. Now you got to teach your kids biblical principles. I've taught my son, my daughters, too. They know these biblical principles. Well, if they choose to apply them, they can expect God to show up. Even my son had this experience. He got his car out there, and then he went out there, man, and the engine light came on. So now, ain't like I'm going to show up to fix it. <laughs> Brother, you in Ohio. <laughs> man, we in FaceTime, but you in Ohio, bro. Yeah. I said, man, yeah, this sounds so okay, well. Uh, you you know, you're probably overdue for oil change or whatever. So, you know, I say, okay, go to AutoZone and get them to do that free check. And then they tell them it's something. Well, you know, he's out there on scholarship, so he's holding his money. He ain't trying to pay. You know what I'm saying? Come on. When when he was here, he want us to fix everything. Yeah. That, it needs to be fixed when you when you taking it to the shop. Now, he on his own. Oh, yeah, I don't think I need to go to the shop. I think I, I, think I could last a little longer. But it was just a great example because my son is a tither. He knows the biblical principles. He knows what he can expect. He knows that God's going to work things out for him. Okay, so he goes and finds this little spot. He gets the oil change. Everything's good. That light's still on. I said, well, you know, I looked it up, and you should be all right. But, you know, you're eventually going to get it fixed. probably going to cost you a couple hundred bucks. Oh, man. A couple hundred. Well, they say, you know. The light goes off. And then it was his wife's birthday. He was planning on doing something special for her. Then she finds out they get she gets blessed with some money from some family members. I said, see what happens? The enemy try to get you rattled, get you all worried. But if you in right position, don't worry about it. Just trust God. Just say, oh, it's going to work out. Why? Because see, you can't say that if you're not doing right. But if you're doing right, you can always fall back. Oh, no, God's got it. And then God came through for him. And not only did he not have to lose out on any money, they got blessed with some more money. Well, see, this is the way God works. Well, what if you are living your life where that's what you do? You're always speaking. The enemy tries to bring something at you and say, just like us. You guys heard me say, uh, we got these. We found the building. Praise God. Well, we got to get these people up out of there. Then y'all hear me say that. I said, no, they got to move. I didn't say nothing about what's union. You know, we have a place, but saints of God, we're, we're surely hoping that the Lord would move 
And that, no, no, they getting up out of there in the name of Jesus. Amen. I didn't already claim that I walked on the grounds. That's our spot. And they getting up out of there. They getting all that machine and whatever they need to get. They getting it up out of off of that property. Well, I sure hope that the Lord wouldn't. I didn't. Well, uh, you never know, Pastor. Well, you going to know when we setting up in there. And we up in there having church. So you going to know. I sure do remember. Pastor spoke this. And that's what I want you guys to start doing. I want you to speak. I don't want you to be hesitant. I don't want you to uh, let people move you into a situation where you're doubting and doubt is coming out of your mouth and all this type of stuff. You know, he says here, you shall also decide and decree a thing and it shall be established unto you. And the light of God's favor shall shine upon your ways. So how do I get God's favor to show up on me? I got to get God's, I'll get God's favor showing up in my life when I start to speak words out of my heart. And I start to speak not from uh, optimism, not from hope, but I speak from truth that I know and that I truly believe in my heart. And when I'm challenged in my life, we're going to close in a minute, but when I'm challenged in my life, I won't fall back because it comes from my heart. And so you guys can look at this in your own time. But in in first Samuel, chapter 17, we know about David and Goliath. And I think uh, verses 32, 37. So David hears about what's going on. Everybody is panicking. Everybody's afraid of this so-called giant. Everybody's scared of him. And then now even David's own brother was upset with him that he even came there. But what David said is because David had it in his heart, he says, oh, I'll take him out. What the, this man's 10 foot tall. David's 16, 17. I'll take him out. Well, how could he say something like that? Because he had a belief in his heart. And he said, and I'm, you guys read the story in your own time, but I'm paraphrasing. He said, you know what? My God has shown up for me. I was out there guarding the sheep and a bear tried to come. I took him out. A lion tried to come. I took him out. He said, the same God that delivered me then is going to deliver me now. Now, you want to be in a place where this stuff is coming out of your heart. You don't want it because how many know that's when you get in trouble. You know, the enemy doesn't give you a warning all the time. I am going to attack you tonight. (laughs) At about 1230, I'm going to attack you. Because if he said that, you guys would have a whole hit list of scriptures. You'd be like, that's it. Soon as he come up in here, I'm quoting this one, quoting that one. No, he come when you least expect it. But if you have heart level belief, then no matter what he tries to do, come on, somebody, you ain't going to fall for it. You're going to speak the truth and you're going to expect the truth to work. And so just let's read out uh, verse 45. We'll skip the other ones, but we'll read out verse 45 to 47. And I'm going to close. So this is what David said. When it came time for the confrontation, look at your name and say, get ready for the confrontation. See, it's not what you're doing when everything is going great for you. Oh, everything's, you know, good. I've been listening to my praise music today and I just feel like the Lord, I'm just so blessed. And no, no, what you going to do when the comp, somebody coming at you sideways, some, the situation is coming at you sideways, come on. Oh, man. What you going to do? That's what matters. It's not what matters when everything is great. Listen, I'm telling you, I've been living this out. I've told you so many examples. Even we've had times in the church where they said, hey, you got to pay this money. I said, no, we're not paying that because I knew it was unjust. But I believed in my heart that what I said was going to come to pass. And so when they try to say we had to pay $12,000 one time, they're making up some stuff. No, we ain't doing it. Well, when you have heart level belief, you don't waver. And what happens? Situation change. Just like I told you guys on Wednesday, I said all them years ago, we weren't doing good financially, but, you know, everybody was losing their house. And me and my wife decided to say, we keeping our house. Well, we didn't know how, but we spoke it. 
And that house, we still got that house. Praise God. We're still in that house. Amen. And that's because of what you speak. But it's what you speak when the pressure comes. Now, I'm preaching all this today so that you understand I got to get this in my heart. This can't just be on the surface because I don't want to give the enemy anything to use against me. And so what happens is people have something crazy happen and then they speak all this trash. And the enemy uses that to work against you. Amen. But when you speak something from your heart and you speak with confidence and you don't waver with it, you just let it go. In the midst of pressure, in the midst of adversity, those are the words that bring change into your life. Those are the words that create a better destiny, a better, uh, you know, future for you. And so now David is facing Goliath. Goliath comes at David and he's speaking all this junk. What are you, little boy? You're coming at me. Don't you know who I am? And now that he's talking all this talk. But David replied to the Philistine, you come to me with sword, and spear and javelin. But I come to you. Come on, somebody. I come to you in the in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. So what did David do? He shifted the battle with his words. And so that's what you got to learn to do. Something comes at you. You need to learn to shift the battle with your words. Oh, no, devil, you trying to come after my finances, but you coming after God's property. Amen. I belong to God. And so you're going to have to deal with my God. You trying to come after my health. Oh, no, but you coming after God's possession. Amen. And so you're going to have to deal with my God. Now you shift the battle. Instead of worrying about what could happen, you start decreeing what will happen. Come on, don't worry about what could happen. You decree what will happen. And this is what David did. Next verse. He said, today. Come on. Look at your name and say today. Today. Oh, man. Some of y'all say, I'm waiting on the Lord. And God said, I'm waiting on you. Today, the Lord will conquer you. I Now, you don't see David saying like might. Or I could possibly. No, he says, I will kill you and cut off your head. Who did he say this to? Wasn't he supposed to be afraid? He says, I will kill you and cut off your head. And then I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds. So not only am I taking you out, but all your men. Take, who going to help David take these guys out? The whole army was scared. But how many know when you start speaking words of the kingdom, you get the kingdom to show up. And when the kingdom shows up, things will change. And he says, and I'm going to give them to the animals and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. And then he says, and everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people, but not with sword and spear. This is the Lord's battle and he will give you to us. And so you could shift anything that could come your way, put it on God. But what do you got to do? You got to believe. Don't give credit to any situation. Don't give credit to the devil. You speak life. Now, why are you going to speak life? Hmm? Come on. What if they give you a bad uh, health report at the hospital? What you going to say? Oh, see, come on. What are you going to say? Oh, okay, doctor. I just, oh, man, so how much time I got? Who, he don't tell you how much time you got? Come on, somebody. How many know that thing could be gone in the morning? Amen. All you need to do is put the word out on it. I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. But you have to be ready in season, out of season. And see, and this is what people, they make those mistakes. 
They get something that's not good and then they go echo it by telling everyone. I'm very good at not telling people my problems because I don't expect it to be there long. So ain't no need of me sharing it because it's going to be gone in a couple of days. You see what I'm saying? So you ought to live that way. How many of y'all ready to step into that level where you start speaking things from your mouth and you speak things that you mean and you don't hesitate? Now, don't feel condemned if you haven't been speaking things. How many know you need to change? You can get better. Amen. You can get better. I mean, oh, don't haven't you guys improved in your life? Come on, remember when you first started driving, you probably wasn't that good. Some, some of you thought you were good drivers, but if you saw some videotape, you realized, man, I wasn't that good. But you didn't quit driving. You kept going. And now you get better. And so let's do that. Let's keep going and let's get better. And so we're going to have a church, man, full of people just speaking. Y'all going to be out there, man, just saying all kind of good stuff, just speaking it and really meaning it. And we're going to have a lot of good testimonies. Amen. Do y'all believe that? Go ahead and clap for Jesus today. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Let, let's close in prayer. We want to believe God for uh, miracles, signs and wonders. We want to see God do what only he can do. Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for meeting us here today. We thank you for the word that you blessed us to be able to release in this place. I know, Lord, that the word is even working right now. I know it's moving on hearts and minds right now. I know that things are changing for people because they've been listening and receiving your truth. Now, maybe you're in here or maybe you're watching this and you don't know Jesus as Lord. We want you to know that everything starts right there. It starts by you saying, here I am, Jesus. I just give my life into your hands. If you do that, then now you're going to give him permission to do whatever he wants to do with your life. He's not going to take it and make you do it, but he'll give you the opportunity to do it. If you want to receive Jesus as Lord today, and you've never done that, raise your hand, I'll pray for you. Maybe you online, God will come in there and he'll touch you. Even right now. So church, let's repeat this prayer so that anyone who hears this message will know how to receive Jesus as Lord. Repeat after me. Jesus. Please forgive me for all of my sins. I commit my life into your hands. This day, I am saved. Do with me as you please. And fill me with the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, amen. Clap for the Lord right there. Amen. Amen.